28 minutes to 10 o'clock. It is Wednesday night and you're listening to Tonight with me, Lester Kivett. It's been a long two and months and counting of lockdown. People spending abnormally, abnormally long time, long hours together. And these includes married couples and partners. Yes, it's people you love. But can all that familiarity be a little bit too much? And they're saying that we are looking at the impact of COVID-19 and its effect on marriages and relationships. Uh, Shelley Lewin is a relationship architect and she delves into coaching and education regarding uh, the human psyche as well as relationships. Shelley, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Lester, for inviting me on the show. On there were show. plenty of reports coming, particularly out of China, where the um, where this uh, virus first took hold and places went under lockdown on the effects of COVID-19 on uh, marriages and long-term relationships and that apparently they've seen a spike in divorce cases and, and breakups after yes. lockdowns have been released. <laughs> is, yes, is, I saw that like double the amount of uh, people have applied for divorce. Any usual. truth to that? Sorry, say again? Is there any truth to that? Well, I would imagine that that is the case. You know, it's uh, this intensity of togetherness. So, uh, you know, w- as couples, we need this time to merge where, where we really are, um, uh, you know, connecting and enjoying each other's company. But then it also has to be balanced by time apart where you're separate and private mm. and you get your own individuality and me time. So it's this balance of togetherness and separateness that that creates. Um, you know, that's what healthy relationship. So when there's just this unremitting and unceasing togetherness, you know, it's very difficult for couples uh, to to find that balance. Mm. to find that me time. So it can be incredibly intense. Mm. Yeah. And of course, and also, sorry, I was going to say, it just amplifies whatever thoughts there Mm. are that already exist in a relationship. And I'm sure it affects different levels of relationships and and family dynamics differently. Uh, My wife and I, we are, we both work during the day for, to our day jobs. In the evening, I have, uh, should I call it the pleasure of just stepping out for three hours as I come do a radio show. I, I do have my time out so to speak but we we are living with a two-year-old colleague we are we are living with a two-year-old who is very busy while we both have to work that does cause some strain on a on on our relationship and it could be the very same for other people with with similar toddlers in the household it could be different for people who have you know, teenagers in the household who can sort of fend for themselves and can yes, be moody absolutely. in their own room by themselves. <laughs> I have a teenager, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, absolutely. You know, I, I think that actually it's got to be the, probably the toughest for people with toddlers because they really are little demanding, high-energy Duracell bunnies that really, uh, you know, they need attention and time and and so you kind of, I would imagine, I mean, how have you been handling it? Are you sort of doing um, 
uh, taking it in turns, like a relay, <laughs> your well, turn, my turn. How well, do you cope? Well, well, this is what we did at the beginning, starting start of lockdown. Um, we, we developed a plan and we we sat down. What do we do? Obviously, with the, all the uncertainty in the world of where we find ourselves and what would happen if one of us were to get sick or all of us, you know, were to contract COVID-19, we developed a family plan. We are fortunate enough to have a house with um, an extra room where one could go self-isolate. We developed plans like that, you know, to, 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 to at least deal with some of the uncertainty. The more day-to-day stuff is sort of all by the, on, on the fly. And, and that's what sort of, I think, gets many, many couples in just dealing with day to day living. Whose turn is it to do the dishes? No, I did it yesterday. No, yes. oh, but you didn't put on the geezer. Now I'm going to be moody with you for the rest of the evening. Yes. Yeah. The way that I, um, we went about it and I mean, different things work for different people, but, it was kind of like this project management. It was, it was, it was okay. So, what are all the tasks that need to be done around here, and who would like to pick up what tasks? So, you know, so I personally hate washing dishes. So, I would rather prepare the meals and cook the meals than than do the washing up. So, people sort of first pick their, their the things that they don't mind doing that are bearable, and then it was a case of then kind of like just. Um, uh, fairly um, delegating everything, everything else that was left left on the list. Mm. So it was it was really much a, a collaborative and cooperative task, or inviting people to cooperate first. Mm. And if you weren't willing to cooperate, then we had to um, sort of just assign tasks in a bit of a autocratic mm. way. I'm sure. Operational pragmatism of running a, a household helps, but of course, there still needs to be love. There still needs to be romance. There still needs to be affection. How 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 are you all of that? Romantic and affectionate and tender and loving when we are all staring down an existential crisis, a financial crisis. If you Absolutely. your your work has been affected, how do you still keep that that loving intimate relationship during this period? Well. Um, there's a few things that I'd like to say about that. The first is that, um, you know, intimacy is not limited to physical intimacy. Mm. So, you know, there's the emotional intimacy, which is equally important. And part of building emotional intimacy is, is about vulnerability and actually talking about how you feel and sharing your, your concerns and your worries and actually being completely real and raw about how you feel instead of getting, because what can often happen is people will feel scared and um, instead of sharing, I'm scared, I don't know what we're going to do, I'm actually really worried. So instead of being vulnerable in that way, they can get quite um, aggressive Mm. and defensive and so when you try and raise the topic instead of it being handled in a caring gentle way which generates emotional intimacy it can create you know the stress of it and the thought of it almost um, creates a hostile environment Mm. so I'd say to focus on emotional intimacy be kind to each other be kind to yourselves you know you need to do a lot of self-soothing a lot of self-regulation because people are experiencing 
terrible stress. It is stressful, but don't, you don't have to feel bad about feeling bad. It's totally normal and valid and warranted mm. to feel the stress. So, so kind of um, do what you need to do to soothe, self-soothe, and to be gentle mm. with your partner as well. And that will really go a long way towards building this emotional intimacy and caring uh, that you spoke mm. about, feeling close to your partner. And then when it comes to physical intimacy, you know, um, you've got to, uh, I've heard from a couple of people some, some clever things for, you know, getting really creative. So, so um, physical intimacy is almost like a response to, um, uh, to feeling it's a spontaneity, you mm. know. So, so, so when I say get creative, like trying to, to find ways to do new and novel and exciting things um, that, that bring playfulness. Mm. That, that that's what's going to, to unleash a little bit of desire. You know, when you're in the same routine all day, every day, and, and nothing seems to change and nothing's novel or interesting or exciting or playful, then it can be, it can have a heavy impact on your libido and on your desire. We and of course, stress has a severe impact on that as well. We spoke about lockdown libidos on, um, on Monday and a listener regularly calls and messages in saying that um, he and his partner have taken to 3D printing toys to, to help oh, them, to okay. help them uh, well, see go. through That's this period. Creative. So <laughs> this is creative indeed. Uh, but many people... The, the mechanism to, to deal with confrontation is to step back, to get some air, to step out, go for a drive, go to the pub, go clear my mind. And when I come back, I'm going to feel better. I've breathed. I have yes. worked through it and I'm going to be a bit in a lighter mood when I come back. What people have not been able to do over the last two and a half months is get out, is step back, is go for a walk. Yes. What what coping mechanisms are there when you can't step back from that argument where you're going to be locked in with that person for between these four walls until both of your moods cool? Yes. So, you know, the thing is that um, uh, fighting is, well, when you get into that state where you're, when like aroused physically to to argue to fight, it's a physiological response in your body, and when that happens, the part of your brain that has logical, rational thought actually shuts down. Mm. Okay, so it's called like an amygdala hijack. That actually you're not in the in an ideal situation or position to for to have an intellectual, rational conversation with someone. So it's kind of like um, a habit mm. that you kind of need to practice, which is that when you feel yourself, when you feel your um, heart rate increasing or your palms sweating or, you know, feeling that heat rising in your body, that, that you actually make the conscious choice that um, let's take a moment to mm. calm down. We'll resume this conversation when we're both calm mm. Calm or ready to start talking, and and to consciously go and self-regulate. Mm. So, what what are some of the things you can do if you're at home? So, I, I can tell you what what I has worked for me and some other um, people that um, I've chatted to about this. So, one is music, good music. Mm. 
that really can get you into a calm state. Um, in fact, um, it's proven that the rock classical music actually calms the central nervous system, which I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do breath work and breathing. So there's quite a lot of information on the internet on different types of breath work that you can do. Also calms the central nervous system. And, um, and, and something else is um, just being um, out, if you can find a patch of grass, mm-hmm. <laughs> being barefoot and staring at the sky or the trees or at a picture of nature, it has a very calming effect mm-hmm. on us psychologically to look at nature. Shelly, my, I, I get quite irritated and the worst, in, the worst advice which I, which I hate hearing when I go to weddings <laughs> of people who say, don't go to bed angry. I have to yes. disagree with that. You're talking about calming mechanisms. I find a nap calms me a lot. And I'm not part of that school who says, don't go to bed angry. I go sleep on uh, purpose, you know, you, you know, I, because the next day I've woken up with a maybe a different thought, maybe a different attitude. Absolutely. And definitely my blood pressure is way down so I can continue absolutely. this conversation in a logical manner. Yes, I'm with you on that. You know, um, this whole uh, don't go to bed angry, you, you, you could both end up lying awake for hours and it just <laughs> exacerbates the problem. Uh, and then you're tired the next day as well. <laughs> That's exactly. It. But are, are you, are, as 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 the number of people who have called you over the last few weeks, looking for some assistance, has that increased, or are you expecting a spike? You know, in the next and, uh, few weeks and months, as as there's greater lifting of restrictions and people can come out, come out and get consults and things like that. Yes. So um, what happened was. Um, People were calling and I was offering virtual sessions. And then funny enough, so I work virtually and I do Zoom sessions with couples. And um, so I suddenly I was, uh, so I had a couple and then uh, a few of these sessions. And then I got the feedback that, that it actually intense, you know, when you have a session and it's when, let's say you go to see somebody um, at their practice, you, you go home, as you say, you, you do your own thing, you have some time apart from each other, but the inability to have some time apart from each other, it actually didn't, it, it wasn't conducive. So mm-hmm. having the sessions together at home, having this intense conversation and then not being able to go anywhere kind of made it even worse. So, um, so now I got told, please just let's pause this until we can see you in person. And, mm. and, and I've actually had three calls in the last two days for people wanting to know when will we, when can we see you in person? We don't want to see you online. Like that, that it definitely makes a difference knowing that after the session, I can go and do my thing, you can go and do your thing, mm. I can process and talk to my friends, or I can go to gym and run, or go for a swim, or do what I need to do. So um, I, it's definitely, uh, and the topics have all been about about how the difficulty of, mm. of or the challenge of being 
um, with each other all day, every day. Shelley Lewin, she's a relationship architect, coaching and education. If uh, you're feeling some strain with your partner, your spouse during lockdown, don't mind sharing your story. Give me a call or drop me a message. 021-446-0567. Drop me that WhatsApp. 072-567-1567. People are experiencing terrible stress. It is stressful, but don't you don't have to feel bad about feeling bad. It's totally normal and valid and warranted mm-hmm. to feel the stress. So, so kind of um, do what you need to do to soothe, self-soothe, and to be gentle mm-hmm. with your partner as well. And that will really go a long way towards building this emotional intimacy and caring uh, that you spoke mm-hmm. about, feeling close to your partner. And then when it comes to physical intimacy, you know, um, you've got to, uh, I've heard from a couple of people some some clever things for, you know, getting really creative. So, so um, physical intimacy is almost like a response to, um, uh, to feeling, it's a spontaneity, you yeah. know. So, so, so when I say get creative, like trying to, to find ways to do new and novel and exciting things um, that that bring playfulness, mm. that that that's what's going to to unleash a little bit of desire. You know, when you're in the same routine all day, every day, and and nothing seems to change, and nothing's novel or interesting or exciting or playful, then it can be it can have a heavy impact on your libido and on your desire. And of course, stress has a severe impact on that as well. We spoke about lockdown libidos on um, on Monday, and a listener regularly calls and messages in saying that um, he and his partner have taken to 3D printing toys to to help oh, them, to okay. help them uh, well, see go. through That's this creative. period. <laughs> so uh, this creative indeed, uh, but many people. The, the mechanism to to deal with confrontation is to step back, to get some air, to step out, go for a drive, go to the pub, go clear my mind, and when I come back, I'm going to feel better. I've breathed, I have yes. worked through it, and I'm going to be a bit in a lighter mood when I come back. What people have not been able to do over the last two and a half months is get out, is step back, is go for a walk. Yes. What what coping mechanisms are there when you can't step back from that argument where you're going to be locked in with that person for between these four walls until both of your moods cool? Yes. So, you know, the thing is that um, uh, fighting is, well, when you get into that state where you're, when like aroused physically to to argue to fight it's a physiological response in your body and when that happens the part of your brain that has logical rational thought actually shuts down mm. okay so it's called like an amygdala hijack that actually you're not in the in an ideal situation or position to for to have an intellectual rational conversation with someone so it's kind of like um, a habit mm. that you kind of need to practice, which is that when you feel yourself, when you feel your um, heart rate increasing or your palms sweating or, you know, feeling that heat rising in your body, that, that you actually make the conscious choice 
that um, let's take a moment to mm. calm down. We'll resume this conversation when we're both calm, mm. calm or ready to start talking and, and to consciously go and self-regulate. Mm. So what, what are some of the things you can do if you're at home? So I, I can tell you what, what I has worked for me and some other um, people that um, I've chatted to about this. So one is music, good music. Mm. That really can get you into a calm state. Um, in fact, um, it's proven that the rock classical music actually calms the central nervous system, which I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do breath work and breathing. So there's quite a lot of information on the Internet on different types of breath work that you can do. Also calms the central nervous system. And um, and, and something else is um, just being... Um, if you can find a patch of grass, mm. <laughs> being barefoot and staring at the sky or the trees or at a picture of nature, it has a very calming effect mm. on us psychologically to look at nature. Shelly, my, I, I get quite irritated, and the worst, in, the worst advice which I, which I hate hearing when I go to weddings, <laughs> of people who say, "Don't go to bed angry." I have to yes. disagree with that. You're talking about calming mechanisms. I find a nap calms me a lot. And I'm not part of that school who says, don't go to bed angry. I go sleep on purpose, uh, you know, you, you know, I, because the next day I've woken up with a, maybe a different thought, maybe a different attitude. Absolutely. And definitely my blood pressure is way down so I can continue absolutely. this conversation in a logical manner. Yes, I'm with you on that. You know, um, this whole uh, don't go to bed angry, you, you, you could both end up lying awake for hours and it just <laughs> exacerbates the problem. Uh, and then you're tired the next day as well. That's exactly. <laughs> but are, are you, uh, as, as, as the number of people who have called you over the last few weeks looking for some assistance, has that increased or are you expecting a spike? You know, in the next few weeks and months, as as there's greater lifting of restrictions and people can come out, come out and get consults and things like that. Yes. So um, what happened was um, people were calling and I was offering virtual sessions. And then funny enough, so I work virtually and I do Zoom sessions with couples. And um, so I... Suddenly I was, uh, so I had a couple and then uh, a few of these sessions and then I got the feedback that, that it actually intense, you know, when you have a session and it's when, let's say you go to see somebody um, at their practice, you, you go home, as you say, you, you do your own thing, you have some time apart from each other. But the inability to have some time apart from each other, it actually didn't, it, it wasn't conducive. So mm. having the sessions together at home, having this intense conversation and then not being able to go anywhere kind of made it even worse. So, um, so now I got told, please just let's pause this until we can see you in person and 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 I've actually had three calls in the last two days for people wanting to know when will we when can we see you in person? We don't want to see you online. Like that, that it definitely makes a difference knowing 
that after the session, I can go and do my thing. You can go and do your mm. thing. I can process and talk to my friends or I can go to gym and run or go for a swim or do what I need to do. So um, I've, it's definitely, uh, and the topics have all been about about how the difficulty of, mm. of or the challenge of being um, with each other all day, every day. Shirley Lewin, she's a relationship architect, coaching and education. If uh, you're feeling some strain with your partner, your spouse during lockdown, don't mind sharing your story. Give me a call or drop me a message. 021-446-0567. Drop me that WhatsApp. 72 567 